You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Friday to you on this October 20th. Grizzlies wrapping up the preseason tonight at Milwaukee. That's a good thing. Be a little bit at least of a dress rehearsal, you would think, with the regular season. Taylor Jenkins talked about that. With the regular season starting up on Wednesday, like we said, they'll finish it out. Mark Smart going to play. We'll see. He looked good on uh, social media. You probably saw it in recent workout. I was going a little one-on-one. Then did a flip, a backflip, uh, to show you how good that body's feeling. Looked pretty pretty spry to me. Uh, we will talk about the Grizzlies' final preseason game and, more importantly, what we expect as things get ready to start up. Jawan Zombie dropped today. If you haven't seen it, it's the Halloween-inspired yeah. new Joshua. Feels Looks like good. there's a new Joshua dropping, you know, once every other week. These days, so Nike seems plenty happy with him uh, at this point. Should have had an overtime game last night in the NFL. It should have happened. They would have definitely kicked the extra point, right? They wouldn't have gone for two. There's no reason to go for two in that I don't situation. think so. I, I don't. Think they, I think they they play it. They kick the extra point. You go to overtime. Exactly right. I think that's the way they play it. But it was a big drop in the end zone by a man who was certainly feeling it uh, afterwards, feeling the pain. Said he was in a dark place. Foster Moreau. New Orleans negative, I hear. Uh, in this case, uh, dropped a pass from Drew from excuse me, uh, Derek Carr, that would have uh, just about tied that game. As John said, could kick the extra point. You go in overtime instead. Jacksonville wins and stays on a roll. Oh, by the way, Trevor Lawrence played it played and he looked good. He did. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan football, they cheating, at least accused of it. NCAA's investigating. Nine one FC is in the playoffs tomorrow. For those of you that didn't know, also got the battle for the bones. So plenty to talk about. On this Friday, John. Yeah, uh, Anthony Sainz going to join us at 1125. Um, we'll get the Grizzlies discussion going with him as we are uh, ramping up towards the regular season. And then at 125, Josh Pastner, who is now with uh, the Big Ten Network. And Field of 68 is going to join us uh, at 125. We'll talk to him. Uh, he, he says about hoops and life. I saw. I said on your show. Yes. He's... He, <laughs> Right, yeah. I will be on your show tomorrow. That's right. Tune in, 225 Eastern. Yeah. Um, that'd be 125 Memphis time. I appreciate Josh putting that out. He had a lot of followers that, you know. That's right. Reposted that and everything else, put a like on it. So we appreciate that. Josh, now a member of the media, that's, like us, I guess, if we count as That's that. exactly right. He's got a, again, he's not as polished, right? So he's like, you know, on your radio, like he's sort of, was that tweet directed for us or was it directed for his audience? That's, I was trying to figure yeah. that out. Like I, I, I think we still don't know, uh, but uh, maybe we will find out uh, today on the show. He obviously what has, the, what's the life talk going to be about? As well? I don't know. I, I think the, the life talk is probably going to be from me to him about sort of his his lack of availability with his new media job. Uh, Field of sixty eight uh, asked if it could be me, him, um, and two others on the t- preseason top twenty five kickoff show. At the end of this month, holy! You have really moved up with them, folks. I don't now, know if congrats I have or not. on that part. What what happened with Josh? Josh Couldn't said do it. he wasn't available that day, and so I let him know not this is a really really impressive. bad look for somebody that's starting their media career to not be available on the first possible you know show. So maybe maybe Did he have a doctor's appointment. Or something? I don't know what he didn't explain. Even he didn't even. So I can't even yeah, tell you whether Josh it's an would excused have absence. Absolutely, well, this is a new dude. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if I media man. This is that Josh buyout, Pastner. Josh Pastner. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He, he he's got that buyout money, so he ain't trying to be as uh, <laughs> he's not trying to be as urgent. But no, he'll join us uh, at one twenty-five to do that. So it should be it should be a uh, a fun time as it always is uh, talking college hoops and life with Josh Pastner. So that's the show today. Looking forward to it. You and I might be looking forward to some things this weekend. Excited. I've, 
It's a blackout game for the Battle of the Bones in Birmingham. UAB is going to be wearing all black. I don't know what the scale is. I think we do 1 through 10 here. How excited are you for this game, Memphis UAB? Oh, I see what you tried to do there. Um, excited in the sense you better win this game. Excited in the sense you better run over UAB. That, that the doesn't fighting sound like I mean, come on. What, 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 how excited are we? The next two games are against two of the worst defenses in the AAC. Uh, that would be obviously uh, UAB. Uh, South might as well say the next three games because South Florida uh, uh, as well. North Texas is allowing an AAC worst 256.3 rush yards. UAB is allowing 202 rush yards. Uh, there's a theme there. The next few teams you play allow a ton of rushing yards, and hopefully Memphis is uh, and Ryan Silverfield. And they've got this run game going. I mean, Ryan Silverfield's a former run game coordinator. And instead of the, relying so much on Seth Hennigan, who is leading the American Athletic Conference in picks, seven, and he's done it in six games, hopefully you're getting that run game on track and you are blowing UAB, a bad UAB defense out of the water. I'm, I'm excited in the sense that this is they better win. Because, again, you, you lose any of these and um, it starts to feel like all hope is lost. Yeah. You know? I know yeah. some are still holding out. Hope they'll run the table. This has not been a good road team under under Ryan Silverfield. You know, next two are on the road. What three of the next four are on yep. the road? Yep. But these are bad defenses that you're playing. And again, like I told you, the key should be the run game and taking the pressure off of Seth Hennigan because it ain't working. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's a uh, six and a half point favorite. Yeah, it's not really a lot to get excited about, honestly. It's just one of those, and that's going to be the rest of the way, other than the SMU game for Memphis. It's not going to be like a oh, here's the big one. None of these will feel like big games until – what's the date there, the 18th? Like, none of these are going to feel like big yeah, games until SMU comes SMU. in. I mean, it's a whole month of games um, that are going to feel meaningless. I mean, and they're not meaningless. They're they're meaningful to sort of Ryan Silverfield's uh, trajectory and, you know, status as, as the coach at Memphis. But, I mean, you're going to be big favorites in all of them. Um, and so it's, it's, t- it's tough to sort of talk about it in that – you know what I mean? Like – it just, I don't know, it's its the new league, it's the new, uh, you know, level of competition, you know, so. Uh, but you need to be 8-2. and two. You put yourself in this position, nah, you need to win all four of them. More. Uh, like we said, it is it is UAB, it's North Texas, it's South Florida, and it's Charlotte. And you should be better than all those teams. Um, when you were, uh, when you were. Uh, it's a tightrope now. When you were younger and you would get on load on those hotlines, on those phone lines, and you would talk well, to those old ladies. Up today what what was that called, bro? What was that, like, phone line called? you remember? It was phone sex. I know, but what was it called? Was it like, a, do you remember the number? Was it like a number? No, I don't remember the number, John. I'm not, no. No, I don't remember the number. All right, well, we got the uh, Jason Smith when he was a young man's phone hotline escort bowl hot with Ole, Ole Miss and Auburn this weekend. But she apparently wasn't hot. Not at all. Not a chance. Maybe not even a But you can girl. the voice. Yeah. Definitely a woman. Well, you, you, can't, def- you can't know. You can't know. You could then. Okay. <laughs> Back <laughs> in those days. That's true. That's fair. All right, so we have Ole Miss, Auburn. Uh, Auburn is a six-and-a-half point underdog at the crib. How excited are you for this Hugh Freeze revenge spot. Oh, this is it. And I'm telling you right now, let down for Lane Kiffin and the boys. Auburn going to win. So I'm very excited You're to see You're calling this. it. Yes. Now, I, I will say, I lean your way. Mm-hmm. Let but, down spot for Ole Miss. Because you I could I, you could, you could actually tell I'm me. predicting it. And I would believe that Hugh Freeze only cared about one game on the schedule this year. Mm. And it was this one. Mm. You know? So, so we know whatever that team is, whatever they got. Hugh Freeze is going to get it out of them on uh, on Saturday, um, and I'm with you. Like I just, I, you know, Ole Miss has not looked that good. You know, they they got past Arkansas last week. Uh, I don't want to say that game was at home or two weeks ago. Like they just really have not. And they, and I mean, I'll take that win over LSU all day long. I know what you mean by saying they didn't look good. It was 27-20 that Arkansas yeah. game. But, yeah. Uh, they haven't just been dominating opponents. I get what you're saying. Yeah, there. exactly right. And then you know Auburn. It's coming off of a just bludgeoning by LSU, so it's like a it's one of those super buy low spots. Um, now, I mean, on the other hand, you could, you could argue, and 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 I'd believe that that Lane will have this team ready for Hugh Freeze, you know. So, but it's personal. 
There's no doubt about it. This is a personal game. Remember how tight that uh, Auburn played Georgia at home? Yes, They exactly. got roasted last week on the road. Yes. This game is at home. They've been better there. They have been much I'm better. I'm picking a Hugh Freeze upset, to your point. He's had this one circled for a long time here. Yeah. Best way to get Lane, beat him. Yeah, so uh, that one that one will be on the uh, on the tube tomorrow for sure, for sure. It's a nice college football weekend. It really is. It, it, there are a few games. There are a few games for sure. Next game, Ohio State-Penn State. Top five matchup. Uh, Ohio State hosting Penn State. This number hovering around four and a half, five all week long. Open around six for a hot second. If you could grab that, you're in good shape. But it's been uh, four and a half, five pretty much all week for Ohio State. Can James Franklin and Penn State do something that they haven't done ever? I don't think so. And this one's been played up, and I know I know you hate Ryan Day, uh, but I think Ohio State wins here easy. Easy? Yes. Well, I will say, I don't like I don't like it as much as I did on Monday. Why? They got some good news injuries wise, mm-hmm. uh, injury news wise, uh, with their receivers and things, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit like. It feels a possibly. It feels a little bit to me like when Georgia uh, hosted Kentucky, right? Kentucky had beaten Florida. They had they were undefeated yep. or whatever. And roll got rolled. And then they stepped up in that weight class. You know, they bulked up and they made weight and they stepped up in that weight and they got destroyed and they got sent right back down. Oh, Georgia can't play them. That's a little. What that's a little sort of what I'm worried about here with uh, with Penn State. They mm-hmm. haven't really played anybody. They had, they played West Virginia, um, who is okay. You know, other than that, it's been the soft side of that Big Ten schedule. So, I just – you never know how that's going to go. Most of the times, it goes poorly for the t- team that's visiting. So, I mean, look, it, there's a chance it could be close. Like, Penn State's going to have to turn McCord over. You know, they're going to have to go on long drives. <clears throat> you know, you don't want to get into a, you know, a shootout here with because I don't think Penn State can do that. Right. right. But the quarterback is not throwing a pick this year. Drew Aller. He's not throwing an, inter- he's not throwing an interception this year. He's going to have to keep that streak going uh, if they want to have any chance in this game. Um, will you watch it? It's 11 a.m. I know it's going uh, right up against Memphis UAB. No, I'll be at the Battle of the Bones. Oh, you'll be at the Watching Battle of the Bones. the Battle of the Bones. Guys, that will, that will have your undivided attention. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's – I will say, man, that is um, – <laughs> That is a commitment to excellence, right? On on your behalf, there. You know, I mean, I'll be surfing around. I won't. I, hopefully, I won't have to stay. You know, locked in for four quarters. Like you'll put the Trent Dilfers away. But you know, Memphis, they're <laughs> gonna keep it dramatic, baby. I don't. And think, I'm gonna need to know what happened to come in here and talk about it on Monday. Yeah, I don't think there's. Uh, I don't think there's any way that that's not um, an interesting game. All right, Tennessee, Bama, two thirty, eight and a half is the number. It is Joe Milton. Jalen Milrow in the battle of the JMs. That's nasty. And if you uh, last year's game was a classic, uh, was epic. It was. And this one is not going to come close to that. That was Bryce Young and Hinton Hooker. That was um, my gosh. It's one of the best college football games I ever saw. This will not live up to that. Like you said, I you know I got no problems with Milrow, but we know there's a he's limited. And so uh, Joe Milton, same thing. Guy got an arm, can throw it the uh, whole distance of the field, but he has no touch on it. And so you're not looking at great quarterbacks here like you were last season. Uh, there's no way it lives up to what last season's game was. And and the fact is, I think, you know, I know a lot of people are on uh, Tennessee here. I think I think Alabama's going to be just fine here and take care of business. I don't. The number is pretty big, isn't it? What is it? Nine? Yeah, uh, it's uh, nine and a half now. I don't know if Alabama's winning by that much, uh, but I, I like them to control this game and win. Yeah. Um, I- <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not betting on this one at all. I have no interest in the betting piece of this because I mean, Tennessee runs the table. They're in the mix. They are in the mix. I just don't see it from this Tennessee team. Yeah, I mean, last it, year it felt real good till they got to South Carolina. It does feel like Alabama is not a team that's capable of beating Tennessee by ten. Like, just that number seems big. Anecdotally, it does. I know it's there, and I know it's going to be rocking. It's going to be a hell of an environment. But I just feel like they don't have the offensive skill player. You know, like McClellan's okay. You know, Burton's okay. It's just like it doesn't feel like they're going to be able to step on the gas like that. A little bit more of a grind. You know, um, I mean, Tennessee is averaging 443 yards a game. Like, they're going to be able to move the ball up and down the field. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm getting out of Joe Milton, so that's why I'm not running to the window to bet this stupid game. You know, I was running to the window to bet Saints minus one. What was weird about that, because you brought it up, Trevor Lawrence got ruled in. Yeah. Number number was at two when he got ruled in. Mm. That number closed at two and a half minus one fifteen. 
minus two and a half, minus one fifteen. So he got ruled in, and the number got longer for the Jags. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me at all. And they got out to a whatever it was, fourteen three start. Um, Bro, and he looked great. He did. He, he was fine. running the ball. Yeah, he was. He was. I don't know. I, didn't I, look like he was favoring the knee at all. I'll never understand that. And the Saints had every freaking opportunity, dude. I mean, they were getting Especially fumbled early, punts yeah. and, you know, uh, fumbled, uh, you know, uh, catches and all of that. Like, it, they had every opportunity in the world to pull that off, and they just could not do it. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i very excited. I'll obviously be watching that one, too. Um, excited. I, but, I'm probably, but you're not messing with it. You're staying away from no, it. No, I don't really have a lot this weekend in college football. Like, I don't see a lot of uh, opportunities to attack. You know, because you're now you're getting into like these big time games that are not a lot of separation between you know these two teams, and I don't know, I don't I don't have a lot going on this weekend. And you don't like UAB plus six and a half? I do not. They're 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 because uh, their defense is so bad, and they're marred by injury. Like I just I don't really want to get involved with the house of horrors that is Memphis football right Understood. now. Understood. You know, I mean, maybe next week against North Texas, depending on what the number is. I mean, they're North Texas is plus twenty against Tulane this week. Wow, it's at Tulane, but so I mean, it should be you know it should be double digits ish against Memphis. We'll see. Uh, so anyway, yes, uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. All right, into the NFL. Uh, I'm gonna throw a few games at you because I think there are a few games that oh. could be potentially intriguing. A real one, big one. Uh, we'll start with Sunday. Ravens Lions. Um, this one's tough for me. Four and two, five and one. Yeah. Is uh is Baltimore ready to take off? Your man Chernoff's, you know, spoke glowingly of of Lamar and how this offense seems to be getting better from week to week. We saw a bunch of drop passes in the Steelers game, um, but when they're not dropping passes, uh, this is an offense that's different now. Certainly, and Zay Flowers has brought in another dimension. They haven't had to depend on Odell uh, in the way that you thought that he was going to, you know, impact this team. He hadn't done much at all, quite frankly, and they've been just fine. That said, I I like Detroit, man. I've been I've been betting against Detroit men proven wrong all season long. Uh and so what's the number? Uh it's three. Three. Give me Detroit. Give you Detroit. You don't even need the points, bro. Just go money line, man. What's the point of taking three? You just gonna push? You gonna push or or you wanna win? You wanna win. Just take the money line, bro. I'm on the Ravens, but I don't love it. I don't love that bet. Um but we'll see. We'll see. I, I I don't know. I think Detroit is built a little different. It's hard to go on the road and win, but damn, I just saw Jacksonville do it last night. So it ain't like it can't be done. Detroit right now, with the questions surrounding the health of McCaffrey and Debo and all that, none of that season. Uh-huh. But Detroit right now might be the best team in the NFC. Right now, today, uh, might I mean, be I, the best team in the NFC. That would get you roasted uh, on NFL Gambling X, but, I mean, they're, they make a case to me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, 49ers, <laughs> you know, it's tough to. They want to at KC, bro. That's uh, you got to respect that. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think their wins are. At Lambeau, at Tampa just Bay. Just a little bit more impressive. All right, and then finally, Philly, Miami, Sunday night, both 5-1, two 5-1 teams. I'm excited, as excited about this game as I am anything this weekend. There you go. I got Miami to make the Super Bowl. We did that in our preseason picks. Um, I love I love watching Mike McDaniel's offense. I really do. And I think, again, You've seen some flaws uh, with Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts in terms of that pass game. Uh, hopefully, there's going to be chances for Miami to take advantage of that. You know, if he, if Jalen Hurts playing the way he did last week, this won't be close. So I, I'm just going to roll with Miami here. And again, I got a lot of faith in Big Fangio and that Miami defense getting better as the season goes on. So uh, this one is exciting to me. Uh, I'm going with Miami. They are my Super Bowl pick. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, ESPN's analytics or FBI has Miami as a 58% chance to win this game, but they're dogs. So that's an interesting uh, little gap I like there. it for my pick. We'll see. 58%. Yeah, that'll be a phone. That'll be a phone to end the uh, end the week on. There's no doubt about it. All right, Anthony Saints going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the Memphis Grizzlies and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I turn to him. ESPN. Snap an action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets you can stretch out. Don't have to do it all back in one bet like you do with some sports book. Again, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, it's a great time to come on in. The app's easy to use, fun to use. Wide range of betting options. In fact, it's all the range. Spreads, player props, over-under, so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Smith. 
get in on this NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM ESPN. You have to be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online, real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books to break you out. Week 7 in the NFL and to make you a model is targeting an NFC West matchup for the best bet this week. Arizona travels to Seattle on Sunday. And while the Cardinals have played hard this year, they have just one win on the year. The Seahawks have covered the number in four of their last five head-to-head matchups, and the MQL five-star play in the NFL is on that trend, taking Seattle to cover against Arizona. I'm Michael Jenkins. Bet smarter and beat the books with MQL and download the BetMGM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After today. Rich off of troubled water, ice in my muddy water. Rich off a of mixtape, got rich off a of mixtape. Probably shouldn't be driving, it just got so much harder. Can't even see it. Andrew Sane is the host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. Should be checking it out. The Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter, independent journalist and founder of Asylum Media Group, father of five star 2032 multisport prospect Gabriel Sane. You follow him on X at Sane Asylum. He joins us now like he does every Friday. We're very grateful to have him. And realize this time next Friday we'll be breaking down uh, the Grizzlies' first regular season game, right. uh, getting ready for a Friday night game against Denver. You know, So it starts right off uh, here for the Grizzlies. Before we get to all that, though, very, very eager. I've been anticipating this all week to get your take on what went down this week with the ESPN story. John Morant, he's been on social media. Uh, the Grizzlies have reacted to it and talked about it. I'm just curious to get your reaction and particularly when it comes to, you know, some of the the anonymity, yeah, the club owners, um, those kinds of things. I don't want to. I don't want to go business too, owners. I should say. I don't want to go too deep into this because my show hadn't came out yet. I don't want to. I'll give okay. you guys a preview of what you can uh, Just, catch on my show today. Yep. Um, but it's really it's really nasty, disgusting work, honestly, man. And oh, I wow. led off my show kind of talking about how if you if you go up and down the dial if you go on youtube if you read articles and stuff everybody's kind of the journalists are kind of defending another journalist and a journalist that quite frankly is a lot of these guys friends a lot of these guys are connected to Tim McMahon. and i understand all those type of things uh, me personally i don't consider myself a journalist nor a friend of Tim McMahon, so i'll give an honest opinion on it. <laughs> like i don't i don't have to and i get that part too like if if you guys come on air and y'all say something that that people don't agree with or even i don't agree with I'm gonna defend that because you guys are my friends. Like, for I, I call y'all, we talk. If I need advice, I can call both of y'all. Y'all are my friends, so I'll come out and say I'll stand. I'll stand in the way of y'all if y'all say something crazy. There are people who are standing in the way of obvious BS from this Tim McMahon article, and that's that's what's bothering me more than anything about it. Um, this is Memphis. We're a big, small town. Um, obviously. This is this is how I interpret the, this article, and I really think this is the only way to inter- interpret the article. When you send out Tim McMahon and you send out what's the guy Baxter Holmes, yeah, Baxter Holmes is known for breaking huge stories. The the Robert the, the uh, 
Sterling, uh, Starling, what's his name? And I'm throwing off uh, Donald, Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling Sarver. and Sarver. He yep. he he's the guy who yep. ex- did those expose stories. This clearly reads like an attempted expose to break something big or to find something else on Jaw, and they didn't find what they were looking for. Well, so we now, hadn't now, that. now I'm going to take my ball and run and write this article to, you know, just kind of be. Now I'm upset that I didn't get nothing, so let me just try to find whatever I can to make the nastiest-looking story I can find because the big fish I was looking for, I didn't find it. And um, that's trash to me. And I've hearing people talking about journalistic integrity. That's not journalism, bro. That's you being petty. That's you thinking, hey, I'm the journalist. I'm more important than the athlete. I'm the biggest voice in the room, which is which is which you guys know. When, when I go on those type of rants on Twitter, that's something I'm passionate about. How I, I'm like, don't group me in, in, in journalists because I've seen a lot of journalists who come in to a locker room with 10 millionaires and think they're the most important room person in the room, and they're not. And, like, j- journalists are only as important as their demand. No one was asking for that story. No one was asking for an 18-month recap of John Morant's events. That was something they decided to do. And then people are like, oh, it's such a well-written story. But nobody asked for that story, bro. Like, <laughs> nobody was sitting at the house wondering, you know what, I, I want to get caught up on the John Morant stuff, what this happened over the last 18 months, or – no one who cares is clueless about what's been going on with Job. We know that he's a young man who's been living reckless, living out of control, but he still has an opportunity to get his stuff together. The stuff they said about T. Morant was garbage, especially me being a father. The stuff they were saying about T. was pure trash. Um, the stuff about hip-hop and all these type of things and the anonymous owner, like you said, all that stuff was terrible. That sounded like somebody that had some type of relation with Ja and don't have their relationship with Ja no more. And now there have been their frustrations too, whoever want to hear it. That didn't even sound organic. Like where where is Ja going? That um who who are you who who's who's got a millionaire coming in their restaurant and all his his party spending all that money and you hate to see them coming? Like what is he doing? Like you aren't here you don't hear any stories of Ja coming in, doing anything reckless, destroying restaurants or destroying whatever, establishments, whatever. So Come on, man. Like, you're, it's, it, that clearly sounds like somebody who has some type of relationship with y'all who doesn't have that relationship no more, and now they're upset about it. The whole thing is just nasty, and I get why certain people are defending it. That's your guy, so you're going to defend it. But, no, I don't, I, don't have that, uh, I don't have that issue, so I'm not defending anything about that article at all. What about the team source part of it? Was it wrong for a team source to point the finger at T? Are, uh, you, are you as disgusted with that as you are with what terrible, the business man. owner said? All that's terrible, man, because a lot of times what people do – they kind of they kind of try to put their lives on someone else's lives, and they'll say, "Well, I didn't grow up that way, so no one else should grow up that way." Or my parenting situation didn't look like that, so why does his look like that? T. Morant's parenting situation is not um, the same type of parenting style I have. I, I plan on Gabe having his first drink with me, but I don't I don't plan on going to the strip club and getting drunk right. with Gabe. You know what I mean? Right. But that's that's his particular story, man. I mean, there's a whole lot worse things I could say about a guy who's about 20-something years older than his son, if I'm, I'm at the age where I do some of the same things that a 21, 22-year-old does, some things I do, not, not many, but there are some places that me and a 21, 22, 24-year-old would frequent at the same time. If, 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 if they do those things together, that's their thing, I don't really care about that. But I'm not going to say that T. Moran is a bad father or a bad influence on the job because he's the same man who, when he got his uh, wife pregnant, his girlfriend at the time, I'm assuming, pregnant, he was playing uh, college basketball. He had a path to go ba- play basketball overseas. He gave all that up to go take care of his son, to raise his son, to be a provider for his family, raise all of his children, prepare his son to be an NBA megastar. I'm not going to knock that man for enjoying the benefits of his son getting that money. I've never seen anybody say that about a, uh, about a, a, a mom before. Like with a lot of these kids, a lot of these guys, their moms are in the uh, spotlight. Kevin Durant's mom, Draymond Green's mom. And nobody, I never saw anybody say that she shouldn't benefit off of the fruit of their son's success, especially when he was the guy in the trenches with Ja helping him get that success. I think all that type of talk is terrible. I think it's racist as well. Um, there's, there's a lot of attacks on black fathers in this, in this country, period. And to, to read some of the stuff they were saying about T, not, I, don't, I don't have the right to say that T. Morant is a bad father. There are some things about him that I don't – his parenting style isn't my parenting style. And it's mainly because I was 33 years old when Gabe was born. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, that matters, bro. You know what I mean? Like, he, he my, my oldest brother was telling me a story one time because my uh, oldest brother was 19 years old when I was born. My dad was uh, 43 years old 
Yeah, my dad was 43, my age, when I was born. My brother was 19. My brother said, man, the, ver- the version of dad you saw that you grew up with is not nearly the same dude I grew up with. They're two totally different dudes. Right. And um, he, he jokes about it all the time. He was like, he said, he said when you were born, I saw dad sitting in a uh, chair in the living room playing soft music holding you. Man said, dad ain't even hugged me before. <laughs> he wow. was just saying, like, he's a totally different dude at at uh, 20-something as he was Absolutely. at 40-something. You know what I mean? That's the way it's supposed to be, and, right? and what I'm trying to say is I can't speak on T. Morant because I was not a 22, 23-year-old man right. raising a child and learning to become a man at the same time. That's, yes. That's what, that's what T. Morant is doing. That's the part of this story right. that I have always hated the most. Right, because me personally, man, like, I'm a 43-year-old person, um, 43-year-old man. I consider myself moderately mature. For my age, I posted, I posted a Twitter, I posted a picture of me, uh, mock taking a dump on Twitter. So I'm not gonna say I'm yeah, the most, like, yeah, I'm not gonna say I'm the most mature person in the world, right? But what I'm trying to say is, I def, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't even close to being a mature, established man until I was probably 35, 36 years old, right? As far as thinking in my brain, you know what I mean? As far as thinking like a man, really thinking like a dad. Exactly. By that time, I already had two kids. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. I'm not going to knock T. Morant for his parenting style. That's a, that's a totally different conversation. But to act like he's the reason for Jaws, like, turn or the stuff that he's doing. And then, like, I'm listening to Vernon the other day. I know I've been talk, answering this question for 10 minutes, but I'm listening to Vernon the other day, and he's like, um, I'm just grateful that Baxter Holmes didn't do more or whatever or just didn't make this look even worse because of how he did Donald Sterling and how he did Robert Sarver. Why is John Morant's situation even being spoken with these two heinous, evil men? Like, who are just bad people, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to call – I'm not going to say that because John Morant is making bad decisions or he's being reckless or he or you question if he even values his own uh, success or his own situation. I'm not going to compare that to two people that I would deem as being bad people. And I just think a lot of stuff that's being out, a lot of narratives that are, out, that are coming out are very unfair and just quite, like, quite frankly disgusting, man, just being honest with you. But yeah, check out the rest at uh, twelve when my show comes on. Ah, whatever time. after this show, go on. go check it out. Yeah, go, I mean, go I, check out the podcast. I feel like um, you know, again, I don't know um, ESPN's editorial, you know, uh, thresholds. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't know like team source. That can mean a lot of things. Yeah. that can mean it can mean former. I think I think a lot of stuff means former. I don't think it can mean. It ain't there no more. But you, I, don't, I don't think people that are there. Are, it, it, it should not mean yeah. former. If you know what I'm saying, like if it's somebody they that can was, have an axe to grind. Man. Uh, exactly, and ESPN it, should hold itself to higher standards. 100. Well, I mean, just say if it was Dylan Brooks. Well, Dylan Brooks could have an axe to exactly. grind against everybody mm-hmm. still over there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You couldn't use that quote. Yeah. If you're ESPN it, it, with it, any. It, to me, it reads like credibility. It reads like Danny Green. It reads like former assistant coaches or former. Like training staff members, or can you call Danny Green a team source? No, though? I don't think you can call people that are gone. But Saint and I have talked about that all yeah, here. Yeah, but, I, I mean, don't, we don't I know. know. Jeff, I don't know. Jeff has it. even brought the point up though that he thinks it could possibly still be somebody outside or organization. So yeah. Saint ain't the only one. I mean, right. dude, it could be. I, a, just, I just it, believe it could be a team source. Could be a custodial worker at FedEx Forum. I mean, it, it's. It, but do we? Can, can, I don't think you can use. I don't think you can use that. I don't think you can use equipment manager because again, the team source said T. Moran is a driving force. You think that coming from an equipment manager is enough to stand up with it? It shouldn't be. I'll well, put it that way. If the standards have fallen that low, the equipment it, manager is in the locker room, though, so he sees the inter- he or she sees the interaction. But I'm if just, they talk to an, an anonymous business owner, how far, like? That's why I thought. Okay, why would I, why would I expect any my, other? My level whole thing of is you already. As as my whole thing is you're already on thin ice because of those that mm-hmm. you didn't really give Tanner or anybody a chance to respond to, you're mm-hmm. already on thin ice editorially because of those. So in this instance where you're talking about a team source, it be, to me, if I'm that editor, it needs to be somebody that, you know, is mm-hmm. is high enough, uh, up enough, and important enough. Yeah. I just don't think you can throw I that around. Maybe ESPN's think... journalism standards have dropped that low, yeah. though. I, I think that I, it's I'll, possible. I'm leaning that way, to be honest it's very, with you. It's possible. And I also will say that I think a lot of people are picturing a scenario where Tim McMahon – was at FedEx Forum, just kind of walking around and knocking on the offices and, hey, can I talk to you about this? I think he had built-in connections to people that but, he already had that okay, he was talking to. I feel you I, on I that. don't think he walked but, in and just found information while he was there. But I'll go back to something you said. What if he was here looking for something else? Mm-hmm. Had, Tim McMahon had been here shaking trees mm-hmm. right? Exactly. trying to get something to fall out. So, no, not knocking on doors up in the front mm-hmm. office, but he had been making calls. I saw him in Voodoo Village just kicking it. Like, what you doing to me? <laughs> nah, go ahead. 
Now, just it's it's an interesting theory that we had not discussed on yep. air that they had uh, that we hadn't kind of broken down. But that we can save that for your show. That they had come here to do something else. Yeah, you know? nasty work, man. Nasty work by uh, Tim. Do you think Ja is as is as disgusted as you are in putting out the tweets about umbrellas and everything else is just the cover, and that you know if it is somebody inside that organization that's still there. Forget it. Set aside a mm-hmm. angry. That if it was somebody in there, that he'd be angry and 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 tell me, bring that person to me. Who is this person? Y'all I say y'all got my back. Yeah, break that one down for me. I Which one? It. He was talking about uh, too, many too many umbrellas. Too many umbrellas. You got to be worried many, about it. Basically, yeah. too much umbrellas. He's he like, said. basically, I've got too many good things going in my life to let this bother me. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think John feels a way towards the Grizzlies at all. I think that we saw that he had a conversation with uh, at least Coach Jenkins um, about the whole thing. I don't think he's tripping about much of any of it because, you know, he also put that tweet out that said uh, TM for T. Morant, um, whatever the thing is about his brotherhood and um, and the Grizzlies, you know what I mean? So I don't think he feels a way. I think he understands what this was. I think he knows exactly what it is, too. Um, and I think he knows they have his back. Ja has to – Ja also has to realize that going forward, man, he's got to be squeaky clean. He's, he can't be screwing around. He's got to just do what he has to do. Because these people are looking for they, – they want to see this yeah, man fail. He didn't you know realize I mean? that he needs to. And um, there are people, you know, nationally, locally, whatever, who want to see this dude fail, man. So he's got to do what he's got to do because everybody, everybody, you know, the screen Memphis AF ain't Memphis AF, bro. And they ain't, they don't care about Ja. They don't care about Memphis. And they don't care about the Grizzlies. So he, he just – he's got to move. He's got to move squeaky clean, bro, because people will – They'll do them in for sure, and I, and I hope he sees that now. But I do, I do applaud Memphis because, like I said, I do feel like that um, Tim McMahon was here mm-hmm. looking for something, and if he was here all that time doing all that work to find something, that's all he got. Kudos to the city of Memphis. Hey, I heard some. I, I do. I Kudos do, to hey. Memphis. Really, like we was like, nah, bro, get get up out of here. That's, I, <laughs> that's the energy I, I feel came to this article. Like, nah, get on my face. Bro. I heard Tim McMahon is a crazy person, bro. I heard he. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to say it, bro. I, <laughs> I do a show with, with somebody that knows him in the, and lives in the area. I heard he uh, he went at a he liter- literally went at another reporter's neck one time in the locker room. So yeah, uh, he he sort of is abrasive, is the word I've I've yeah, heard. Try that in Memphis. What what that what that song? Uh, Tried it in a small town. That's right. Yeah, tried it in Memphis. It's one of no, them, them business yeah. owners was doing a lot of talking. One yeah. of the one of the great hits in our country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, try, yeah come come with that type of energy in Memphis. Jason, Jason has to Jason has separate. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, his feelings from Josh. You know, Jason's mm. very frustrated with the grits with the uh, <laughs> with the leaking of the team source. No, uh, um, I, I do think and I've said this before. You know, <clears throat> it, I, I think it's just the quintessential American story in a lot of ways, mm. man. Like. And and it is getting scrutinized because he's a superstar. He's an All NBA type of dude, yeah. man. But like, but you got dudes out here like beating women, man. You got dudes out here like really yeah, doing crime. Right, but them dudes, you know they I mean? don't get clicks. Just in terms of understanding right. why one is held oh, up and that, why I get that the, whole them part dudes totally. are not superstars. Yeah. Nobody like, cares about yeah, it. This, this, this Kevin this Porter story will you know be devoured because right. it's Ja. It's Ja. It's he's a he's a child of social media. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a he's electrifying. Nike signature shoe athlete. He's, he all those orders that made that exactly right. And and like you just he gets engagement because he lives on the internet. You know, I mean, he's that's what he is. And so I don't know. Like I've never. At any point, and maybe I should have, but I, I never held anything against Ja or his family because I, I think it's impossible to know how anybody would react in a situation like the one they came from. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I have a little less sympathy for the families. You know, like if you come from a long line of pro athletes, your dad was in the league, your cousin was in the NFL, and you have a blueprint. Mm-hmm. But, bro, when you don't have that blueprint, yeah. you know. Their family dynamic is, is, is different, man. They go, they're going to have their bumps. Yeah, and they're not—they're not looking good with the way things are going. And by right the now. way, like I don't, be all right, man. bro. There's nothing wrong. And again, maybe I'm—I'm I'm, I'm an enabler here. If if I, if my kid, if our, if any of us had yeah. a son that was in the NBA, bro, knowing us, I, I'd be T. Morant. Bro, we would be loving it. We'd be yeah. on the plane. We'd be drinking with yeah. him. We'd be doing all that stuff. Like, what am Especially, I supposed to? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. supposed to throw cold water on this kid because, like, <laughs> you're, you're drinking on the – like, what am I supposed to do? Man, I'm going to be right there with you, bro. Right. And at some point, yeah, like, there is, there is going to come a point where, you know, I say, look, this may be getting out of control a mm-hmm. little bit. But, dude, it's going to take a lot yeah, for me man. to get there, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm uh, – Gabe has a soccer game tomorrow, and uh, I got my Vuvuzela. That I uh, ordered off of Amazon. I'm gonna be blowing it up in that joint. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> I'm doing. I mean, it's like if people like people who are expecting T. Morant to like not be on the scene. And I said this on my show as well. Like you got an ESPN article. This is the hypocrisy of all this BS, man. Yeah. You got an ESPN article talking about 
T. Morant doing this at games, doing this, doing this. ESPN cameras are following this man while he's doing this. Right. Like, an ESPN employee yep. was calling him out at a game. Come on, bro. Like, yes. Do y'all really want to be that hypocritical? Well, like, y'all, y'all are the ones who are putting the camera on this. And, and to your point, man, like, I don't know what um, athletes' dads are supposed to do. And I guess if you want to say black fathers, we could do that. Right. I don't want to get accused. We different, man. We I don't, don't want to be accused of being a leftist here. Yeah. But, but LeVar Ball, okay, he got scrutinized because he talked. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, he didn't even do it. He just talked. He just was in front of the camera. Right. He like he was a sound. I've never even seen him at a game. You know, I don't even know what that even. Yeah. T. Morant gets scrutinized and criticized because he's enjoying the ride, he's li- with his living son. the life with his son. So what, he's enjoying the fruit of his labor, man. So I just need to know, like, what, you know, what are we supposed? What are what are dads yeah. supposed to do? You know? know, like what 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 is acceptable? <laughs> I don't know what they want him to do. Yeah, we can't we can't we can't speak to the media. We can't enjoy the ride. Are we just supposed to like completely remove ourselves from situation mm-hmm. and not be seen at all? I don't know. I somebody right. needs to tell me. It's just like they glamorize the whole story of LeBron James, which is an, which is an amazing story. How right. He, was a, he didn't have his dad, and he said that you yes, know, he he wanted to dedicate his life to you know being a better dad because of a father he didn't have. Yes. To uplift his mom and all those type of things. LeBron like, needs to be cool. studied, bro, right. because he is he is like so far yeah. the exception He's of the anomaly, outlier. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, honest to God, like, how could you possibly have everything that he was given mm-hmm. and like somehow manage to never mess up? Right, <laughs> like, and also have a perfect have a perfect circle of your actual friends, exactly, who are like bosses in the areas you planted them in. Like, yeah, all those things. Like, and then and then win yeah. titles, mm-hmm. and then still be subjected to criticism in Memphis from eleven to two <laughs> because maybe he didn't get six. Mm. You know, or or, right. or killed the dunk contest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's see, that's that, what he did. Heavy is the he hand who perfect. wears the crown. He ain't perfect. <laughs> yeah. Y'all trying to make that man out to be Jesus. Well, he's not Jesus, oh, but man. I, I mean, I've always, I've always said like, there's no American athlete. No, it's tremendous. That is what bur- has, that has carried the burden of LeBron and been that good. Let, let me pause this conversation. I'm asking a quick question. We can go back to what we were saying. I saw a post on Facebook. I'm asking you, Smith, because I know you're a Jordan fan and you grew up a Bulls fan. Was Scottie Pippen a role player? No. All right. We can move on. You're the top 50 all the time. Exactly. Was somebody, was somebody contending that? Man? Yeah, it was some, yeah. it was some weird no thing where people was like, uh, people talking about Scottie Pippen carried Jordan. Like, okay, first of all, nobody ever said that. And yeah. then the guy was like, oh, Scottie Pippen was just a role player. Like, mm, come well, on. Well, folks man. don't talk about it. Is that man's one of the best defenders that put an time. NBA uniform and, on, and, period. And he, when he was. I suppose that is a role. All right, well, let me ask you this. No, one no, one no, more question. Top 50 all time, yeah. he was named, bro. Yeah. I'm just telling you, he's one of the best defenders we've ever seen. I mean, he ain't top 50 defender. That dude's up there in the top 10. Probably top 50. Yeah, no, I'm actually another quick question and we can go back to the Grizzly stuff. All right. Um, or whatever y'all want to talk about. Scott, it was cold. All right. Uh, Once he grew up. Scotty Pippen, during that that run, like the, the when him and Jordan were in their peak, was, was Scotty Pippen the second best wing in the NBA behind Michael Jordan? At that time? At that time. I mean, I, I don't remember who else was in it. I mean, I'm going to stand on yes, but we can move on. Who, who would be in the discussion? I don't know. Because I say all the time that. I saw the time that Jordan and Pippen is like if if the if the Cleveland drafted LeBron, mm-hmm. then turn around and drafted Kawhi Leonard, or they turn around and they drafted Paul George. Like I think that's what. No, I agree with that I because when when Jordan was out for that year, yeah, Scottie Pippen was unbelievable. I, I, to me, it's almost like if if, he, if 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 they drafted LeBron, then drafted Kawhi. I think that's what yeah. Jordan and Pippen is, as far as the two best wings playing on the same team, or, mm. or even draft. I wouldn't say KD because Scottie was never as dynamic as Kawhi. Right. Is that? But I think Scottie Pippen was the second best wing in the NBA during that run. I don't think I, who you talking about, Clyde Drexler? Yeah, I mean, I, I have to go back and look historically. Yeah. I don't know. You tell me. But anyway, let's go back to whatever. I wasn't watching the league back then. Reggie didn't play deep, but he was pretty cold. Oh yeah, though. yeah, he was. Yeah. Reggie Miller. Reggie was cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, John Hollinger project, projected Memphis as the number one seed. Yeah, but in the West is that's that? What, it, that's it, what's crazy too. These the same dudes who are saying the Grizzlies are number one to get clicks or whatever, they'll say that and then turn around and say, we've got a out of the top 100 players in the league, we got 61, 35, and 31. But this is the best team in the West. Like, make make any of that make sense. Like, that's that's what's so crazy. That's how you know these guys are just throwing stuff at the wall just for clicks or whatever, man. Just a bunch of BS stuff. I think the Grizzlies are a top three team in the, in the West. I think that it's us, Phoenix, and Denver. Um, I think the Lakers are probably going to be fourth. 
because I don't really think I think they're not, I don't really think they care too much about the regular season. Mm-hmm. I think I want to make sure they bring healthy LeBron, healthy AD That's to the sure. playoffs. And, I, and yep. I don't think that team is good, even if one of those guys aren't playing. I think they're a totally different team. I think they got to have both of them playing to be good. Um, I could see Denver not really caring, but still be top three good. Uh, I could see Phoenix uh, not really caring also and still being top three good. So I can still I can see the Grizzlies being anywhere from one through three because of that. So yeah. Whatever, like I'm just I'm, I'm over all these dudes, man. <laughs> like all I these, see, I see. Like, I, I, I can sense that, the frustration. That article really like pained me, man, because it, it, on some on, on some if you know you know type stuff. Like when you really know what's going on and you really see what these dudes are doing, it's like man, that's that's so trash. What bro. are you gonna say to Tim when you see him? Uh, man, I ain't got no words. Grizzlies game this when season. I, when I saw him, the last time I saw him, I spoke to him out of respect. He likes to hang out here, right? Nah, he, he don't, don't hang out with me, bro. Hang out, hang out with your your, your guys, your, your colleagues, brother. How you feel about Smart's body in the sense that? I don't know if you saw he cut a flip. The I other think he's been finessing Everybody's his whole talking time. about the health. You think I just he's think fine? he didn't want to go to camp. I just think he didn't want to play in preseason games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he was finessing, bro. Like in the ab soreness might have been from turning flabs into abs, but I don't think getting he had back, like getting a, back yeah, right. Yeah, I think he's been trying to get himself back together. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's I think he's like, man, look, I'll see y'all. Yeah. I've, I've been doing this for a while, man. Because you gotta think, man, a guy like Marcus Smart, I don't think he knows how to play and not be on 10. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like when uh, Jerron Johnson. Remember that? Remember that? Uh, Jaron. Jaron Johnson. All yeah. three of us were there when they had that game. We was like a, the blue and gray game, and Jaron Johnson was playing it. That dude was playing on team. He was like, bro, this is this for charity. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is for the kids. He was going like super hard. Like I don't think Marcus Smart knows how to play like halfway basketball. So I think he's like, man, look, let me know when this is real. I've I've been that's why I've been saying it on Twitter the whole time. Relax, relax, relax. Because the weirdness of the injury they were saying I was like, man, that's not even that's not nothing real, bro. But yeah, I don't. I think he's fine. I think he's just been finessing. Plus, he, I think he told the Michael Cole he was like, "I know my body, I know when I'm ready to go." And then he's out there cutting flips to show everybody he's good. Like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. I'm ready to see him play though, for sure. I'm really ready to see him play. I think tonight's game is gonna be fun. I'm gonna be glued in to see that for sure. But um, I'm anticipating seeing um, what he looks like. I'm I ready think, to see your boy Z play. Yeah, Zaire. Like, I want to see. I love how they're like TBD. Like y'all know, bro. Come on. Yeah, y'all, y'all, they gonna, y'all, y'all know. Y'all think they're gonna put the real lineup like? Yeah, of course. A little dress rehearsal. Smart yeah. Baines, Zaire, absolutely, absolutely. To start, Jaron, uh, Steven. Right? Yeah, whoever yeah. starts, whoever starts this last weekend, that's the yeah. that's the that's, that's the lineup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're done tinkering, they're mm-hmm. done experimenting, and we all know what it is. So I want to see Smart on the ball. I want to see what that looks like for sure. That's. I mean, yeah. I, what what interests me is like obviously the twenty five is a twenty five, but what it is going to look like when Ja comes back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like obviously that's going to be the that's going to decide the success of this team. Is, yeah. You know, <clears throat> I guess it's going to be uh, I, smart. Will be to play the three. Yeah, he'll he'll. I, I don't think it'll be. Or will Bane play the three? Quote, I don't unquote. think that matters. I right. just think Bane's going to guard the best perimeter player. Man, that's I don't kinda, think I don't. He's think never had to do that, so that's kind of scary, right? Like he never had to do that. He's never had to do that. It's always been Dylan. Oh, you talking about on this team? Yeah. Like Bane's never had to. Keep. No, no, I said Bane. Yeah, yeah. no, you meant smart. Smart. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. So okay. Smart. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Uh, <laughs> yeah, not. smart is gonna be uh, smart. Smart's gonna guard whoever the best perimeter. Right, right, right. You're playing, right. You're playing uh, Golden State. He's guarding Curry. You're yeah. playing Miami. He's playing Jimmy Butler. You're right. playing whoever. He's playing. You know, he's, he'll play whoever the guy who is right. on the point of attack with the ball. He'll be guarding that dude, and yeah. they'll probably. They'll still probably hide Ja on whoever the, the like, catch and shoot guy. Like they is. always do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That we won't change. I mean, it, that's that's the. Yeah, that's the easy sort of substitute yeah. there. Let me ask this: uh, Drew Hill pointed out he thinks they'll be one of the best defenses in the league again, mm-hmm. uh, even losing Dylan but bringing in Marcus Smart, who he sees as an upgrade mm-hmm. on, on both sides of the mm-hmm. To be one of the best defensive teams, do you have to have a Marcus Smart that is healthy all season long? Man, because it, if he um, if he went down, can you still be among the best? Obviously, Jaron's the anchor, mm-hmm. but then what? On, then what on the perimeter? In yeah. order for us to be a top, is it Zaire's your best defender? You yeah, know, your he best perimeter be, defender at that point. At this point, you got your your probably your best perimeter defenders are, like you said, Marcus Smart. Zaire is jumped into that next tier. I think he's showing. No, he's trying. Pre- yeah, I'm, I've really been watching him on the defensive end because he did all that wolfing at, doing at media day. I've watched him on the defensive end. He looks leaps and bounds better. Because a lot of stuff he was doing his rookie year, we kind of judge it off of how he was guarding um, Steph, Steph in, in right, the right, playoffs, right. which is cool. But it, there was a lot of instances where Zaire didn't look good defensively at all. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot better and locked in defensively. He's got the tools, man. He's, he's like six ten. Like, he's got super long arms. Like he's he's got the tools to be a great defender. So I think he would be your second best defender in that event that Marcus Smart um, takes an injury. 
I think you'll be fine at backup point guard because Rose can kind of, you know, weather that storm a lot. But I think you're going to suffer. I think Zaire could be fine. Roddick would slide in to, to get Zaire's minutes to be your, you know, your number two perimeter yeah. defender. But it can get that can get kind of squirrely. Um, I'm not really sure where Roddy is, man. I'm not. Really, I'm not really sure what he is a couple of years from now. You know what I mean? And I wonder if he'll if we'll be able to figure it out this year. If Z yeah. takes a step, right? That that's a step back for Roddy, is it not? I, I think he's clearly. I think Zaire has clearly separated himself from the Roddies and Laravias and mm-hmm. those type of guys. And and those guys really have to. They they really need to step up, man. Because I mean. I, and we say this every year, like we write guys off, and then here they are proving themselves to be players. And I think this is Zaire's turn to do that. But you know, if 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 Zaire turns up this year, you still got your two wait and see guys in Roddy and Laravia. But this front office has been straight killing it if you think about it, because they really haven't missed. Like, okay, that's that's bad, but this that's a bad pick. But Laravia and Roddy, not so much Rush Roddy, but Laravia is looking like a questionable pick. He's the one that's in the hot seat now. Mm-hmm. But, but the way stuff is going, man, who knows? Like Because every guy we've written off, Tillman, um, Santi, and now it looks like Zaire's about to get it together. They haven't really missed on anybody. So yeah. We'll see, though. But I think this it's crucial for those guys because the thing is, if they're not showing it early, you might want to try to move one of them soon. Right. Because there's no need in screwing around with it because if neither one of them are really – rising to the occasion. Uh, can I let you roll without asking you about mm-hmm. your Memphis football experience uh, last bam, Friday bam, night bam, bam. against Tulane? Oh, you talking, looked like you talking you had, American football. Yeah, it looked like okay. you had Ryan Silverfield's tickets at the field. <laughs> them jumps hey, was so good. Hey, man, I had to, Were you sitting hey, front bro, row, Hey, sir? bro, I'm going to say this. If I ain't had the best season in the building, I can reach over and touch the best season in the building, bro. Like, for real. Like, I, that was the best. I, I hate to act like a brother who ain't used to nothing, a brother who ain't appreciative, but – it wasn't the best sightline sitting there close. What? Really? The sightline's better. I was sitting on the fifties and I was close to the action, but I couldn't really, I couldn't really see, I couldn't really determine like the first down markers. Oh, you're so low, you can't see over yeah, the. Yeah, and it was yeah, like I, I that perspective's different. I see what my bougie ass probably liked to have been up a little bit more to wow. see more of a better wow. sightline. But the seats were incredible. Gabe loved it. Gabe had a great time. It was a great experience. Wish we could have came away with a win. Mm. It was good to be in the sim. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Putting some, adding some seasoning to the sim. That's what we was in there doing. Facts. Uh, it was cool though, man. It was, uh, it was a good time. They, I, I wasn't really critical too much. There's some things about that experience. I don't really think they can change or really right. affect. Are right. you ready to give Simmons Bank, you know, most of that three fifty <laughs> from the state? <laughs> three fifty, good lord. Now. What, what movie was it? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get you a sucker, right? Three fifty, good lord. Pour it in my hand for a dime. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 